SMS SAFM now on 41391. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez on SAFM. Yeah, certainly. Let's talk about elections. I mean, we can't avoid such a conversation and you best understand that it's probably going to be the one most prominent of topics as we lead to 1st of November and in the short aftermath of that as the results trickle in and so we know who the winners and losers are in the proverbial sense as to how you at home would have voted for local government elections. Well, let's have a conversation now with the national spokesperson of the IEC, Ms. Kate Babella. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. How are you this evening? Good evening, as well as the listeners of SEFM. It's been a very busy day. I'm sure it I'm, has been. I'm, I'm catching my breath. Hey? It's a lot. <laughs> but, but we're doing well. We've been good. One November to go. Hey? Yeah, one November to go. go. So well, talk, tell us about what happened today. I mean, it's all systems go now. The ROC is now live. I would imagine it's treated in many respects like a national key point, given the fact that so much data is going to be there, so much technology is going to be placed there, and imaginably so many important political figures and governance figures will be in and out of that center. So just tell us about the ROC, the center itself, and everything that goes into establishing such a unit. The National Results Operations Center was officially launched today by the chairperson of the Electoral Commission, Mr. Glenn Mashinini. When we get to the rock, we always know, we always know that it's the end of an election, because when you land at the rock, it's where um, when we begin special voting on the 30th and also on the 31st, which is Saturday and Sunday, that is the forthcoming, as well as, well as the big day of 1 November uh, 2021. We know that once you go through those, those three days, then all eyes then camp on that big uh, screen of us. So we love that screen. Mm. It's called the leaderboard. The leaderboard is basically <laughs> all the political parties. I, I promise you, when, when we sit there, it's, it's, it's so engaging. It's so fascinating. It's one space that when you have um, done an election, it's very fulfilling because you know that uh, our officials, more than 200,000 of them at the ground, have done a sterling work. Because remember, once we close voting stations at 9, 9 p.m., they take five, ten minutes break. Then the big job of counting ballots, of basically sorting them out, counting them and tallying and making sure that everything, every bit of of material tallies. And then they do the result slip. It gets audited. And then only then does it come through on the National Results Operation Center screen. And then the, the brilliant part about that song is that there's no um, situation whereby you'd say that, for instance, the, the, the information was first via a chief election officer at Mamabulo's office before it gets to us from the voting station after audited, there you see it, it coming through. As South Africans see it, we as the Electoral Commission at National Office, we see we see that result equally with, with all of the South Africans. And for me, when we, when we were speaking to our international guests this afternoon, we were saying that one thing about the ROC, it, it, it makes sure that as the Electoral Commission, we do not hide the electoral processes from South Africans. We do not make it our own work. We are taking it back to the nation for entrusting us with running a um, credible system, transparent system, systems that we know that uh, anyone can come in and you say to me, uh, Kate Babela, let me look at the results system. We can actually open our system and say, this is how it looks already tomorrow. 
uh, after the launch today. We're training journalists on how they're going to receive the results, how they must prepare their gadgets, how the results are going to be received. And in that way, already journalists know as they go to the ground and cover elections, they know exactly when they come back at night at the rock and various rocks across the country. They know that as they trickle from uh, the, um, the National Results Operation Center, they're already part of the program of receiving results. And by the time we finish um, and the chairperson announcing them officially, we know that it's a job well done once more from the Electoral Commission. So today sets the pace for an incredibly um, um, awesome season. When we get into uh, the rock, we know that we've got a few people around us. The, due to COVID, you know, Songhez, the rock, I always say that when I get to the rock, is the United Nations of, of our country, purely because we've got so many people that come there, you have no idea. Scholars come just to experience um, elections. We've got, I remember in the past elections, you'd have people like Miss South Africa coming. So we've got quite a lot of people. But because of COVID, we have trimmed to the rock, but we've taken it virtually. So currently, as I'm speaking to you, it's uh, the Electoral Commission. And then we've got um, the media that we have accredited fully. You know, in the past, you'd have uh, media workings. Because of COVID, we're avoiding that. So we've got uh, the media uh, settled nicely at the rock. And then we've got um, also political parties. All of them are settled and everybody uh, getting ready, checking uh, their systems and ensuring that they're ready to go into the big day of uh, elections. And then we've got what we've got. We've got domestic and international observers. But most of them will be on the road because, remember, they need to check our work. They need to make sure that the processes that we claim will happen are actually happening because until such time that you test us in a voting station that becomes something else so when they go out we'll be saying to them you are going to come across a true worker outside of our voting station as they enter um, the terrain of a voting station the first person they look for is for a true worker then they'll be say hi man are you see man where's this person you said will be here so therefore um it's an incredible space where we're saying to South Africans, here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, political parties have campaigned. You have registered as voters. Remember, we've got 26 million South Africans who are sitting on our voters' roll. All of them are getting ready to receive their ballot papers. So basically, we are saying we've opened officially for the business of elections. Fantastic. When we open voting stations, it's all systems go. Fantastic. We are in conversation yes. with Ms. Kate Babela. And if you don't already have the sense, if you don't get your question, in here. I promise you now, she's not shy to let you know exactly what's going on in the IEC space. The time is 2024. I last asked a question at 2014. So best believe, if you don't call now on Johannesburg 714-2006, you might not be able to squeeze in your question. And I'm especially mindful of the fact that there was a question last night from one of our listeners who just wanted some clarity. This is as good an opportunity then if you have any clarity that you are seeking. The spokesperson for the IEC is on the line. We try and deliver and this is the best attempt that we can achieve in the context of delivering what you need as information, which is critical to exercising a fundamental constitutional right. So please do call and ask any questions that are related to the work of the IEC and for you to participate meaningfully in the November 1 election, which of course is next week, Monday, and indeed a public holiday. Now, before I forget, because I've got other questions here, the last time we had local government elections, everybody knows what we ended up talking about outside the results. You know exactly where I'm going with this. How secure is the venue to it being purely a results operating center and not a space for political slogans, for politic 
king or for political point scoring. We did see um, some protesters the last time we had this national government election when the state president was announcing the results. Any chance of something like that happening again? Thank you. So we always a plan for things like that not to happen. The chief electoral officer, Mr. Simon Mabolo, has got a formal and a legal structure called Political Party License Committee, where he sits with all political parties that are registered um, in Parliament and that have been part of our elections um, landscape since the beginning of our electoral democracy. We have, he's got basically all-round access from political parties, and we speak about these things, and it's, you, there's no political party that can say that they don't have access to the most senior executive of the Electoral Commission. So therefore, as I'm speaking to you, there's a big room at the Rock where um, you'll see when we do some of the brilliant work with SABC at the um, National Resilience Operations Center, it's all ready for any issues that political parties want to deal with the IEC. Simon Mabolo sits, he does not move from the rock. He sits at the rock from now until we, re- we release at the results. So therefore, we've got, um, they have an opportunity to speak uh, to my boss at any given moment in time. But what we always say in elections, we, we plan so and so within uh, our limited ability. If it happens that after we've done everything, including security checks and all of those, I mean, I'm speaking to you right now, we've got a security round, uh, round not only at the Rock, but all our venues of elections, just to make sure that South Africans are comfortable in exercising their right to vote. We plan for that so and so. But before you know it, you don't know where someone is coming from, which point at the device. So, but we've done everything within within our limited power mm-hmm. to ensure that those things do not happen because we are saying it's been such you, you know so you you have done a lot of, of of coverage of elections. It's one of the most um, grueling races, you know. I can't even imagine what I could compare it with any with which race because remember we, we have already started with civic and voter education, voter registration weekend. By the time we reach this moment, mm-hmm. we are really we can see that line that, that you know that sticky tape at the end of the race that mm-hmm. says that's the finishing line. So remember by that time your feet are heavy, your head is heavy. But all you know is that I'm going to, that that finishing line, I'm going to touch it and break it. That's it. It's not even negotiable. So we're at that point where we think to South Africans that many opportunities and the beautiful part with social media people can do any of those things but we're saying uh, we've got a massive uh, we've got so many south africans on the ground uh, uh, doing uh, work at voting stations so when me and you are still uh, sleeping on voting day they wake up at three in the morning ensure that our material is escorted to the various voting stations when political parties come and join them at six o'clock in security of voting stations Seven o'clock when political parties join through their party agents. Our officials have been up from four o'clock. From they've been up for for four hours. So therefore, I think that the only way we can honor mm-hmm. those beautiful South Africans that are not complaining. So yes, it's not the type of job that we say that we are going to be given a million dollars. It's the type of job that you say, you know what? I feel privileged to have served this badge, you know. I love my blue box, for instance. I call it the IEC logo, I call it the blue box. Because you know that that blue box serves our nation. Those uh, men and women that are in our voting stations, they, they do they do not even complain. They come in early in the morning, they leave at some... When, when it, when Let's, take calls. Let's take calls. Yeah. Let's take I calls. Tell you, I tell you, so yes, when it's 1 November, they're going to be back in their homes, some of them, at 5 or 6 in the morning. After they've counted 
and then auditors have said, guys, Brisbane, work, job well done. We have tallied your, your votes. Your voters' role matches what we have here as auditors. You can go to, you, you are free to go. You can be released. And then they go and then with Bruce, very Bruce, very exhausted. Sorry, let me yes, interrupt you. I need that. to take yes, calls. Yes. Um, let let no me problem. go to Skakuna no Land, our first yeah. caller ever on the SAFM viewpoint. We normally play them a round of applause in appreciation. Mam thank you so much for calling SAFM. Yes, good evening, Thank you so much, sir. Uh, Go for it. I'm just, I have a question to the, your, your, your guest there. Yes. I've just misplaced my ID. I'm afraid I may not see it. Is it possible for me to go and apply, should I say, a temporary ID so that I can vote? Again, clearly my son is seen as old. He does not have ID. Can he also go with me to apply for ID? Fantastic. Um, let's keep the questions coming through, and then Mrs. Kate will respond at the very end. Thank you so much, Mampejo. Let's go to Bramoro in Bloemfontein. Bramoro? Goodness. Okay, well, do you want to... Re- Bramoro, you're on the line. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for the good show and sure. your guest. Thanks, man. My first question, um, the general election, which is the presidential election, South Africans who are outside the country are allowed to participate in that vote. Mm-hmm. Then why are they not allowed to cast their vote in the municipal election. Besides, the municipal is what we need to conscientize on. We need we, we care about the municipalities far better than who had the union building. That is first question. Second question, um, how can we allow people to probably vote online? Is the IEC trying to implement such a thing? Maybe 2032 or something. Do we have such on the card? Thank you for the good show. Fantastic. Sis Kate, do you want to respond? Okay, no, actually, let's say what's okay. going on. Okay, sorry. Please go on, okay. Mrs. Kate. Yeah, when it comes to the ID, in terms of yes, they can go. We've got home affairs offices that are waiting for any voters that have misplaced or have lost the ID. Still give them what is called temporary ID certificate. So therefore, as the IEC, we, we, we accept that as a form of identification. And, so in uh, other words, uh, sorry, Mampejo yeah. right now can go to a home affairs yeah. and get himself a temporary Absolutely. ID. He mentioned okay. something about his son. Of course, it presupposes that his son is actually registered to vote at a particular voting station, and he too can go and get his ID. He He's not going and, to and get his ID to go and register because that's too late. No, that's very late. So all we're saying is that any registered voter that is misplaced or they've lost their IDs, home affairs will comfortably or will happily uh, issue them with a temporary ID certificate and our officials will take it as a form of identification. Very well. Done. Overseas yeah. voters, why can't people who are overseas vote for local government? We've got two types of, ele- of elections. It's national and provincial, where we vote from here to anywhere else in the world where we've got embassies or, or, or consulates where South Africa, where it's basically a legal land, sort of, so to speak, of South Africa. When we come to municipal elections, one of the things I like, essentially, if I select embassy, is that you register where you live, you vote when you register. We are saying municipal elections, we say Kayan, it's about, it's about home. It's about where we sing, where we live, where we take care of our domestic affairs, where we ensure that any person, any of any political parties, any people that are supposed to be our leaders locally, that's where we find our expression. That's how we differentiate between the two. The national and provincial is for your provincial and your legislatures and your and parliamentarians. But here in domestic, in domestic, I call them my favorite elections because I want to know who's going to assist me with my, my, my basics, my dustbin, you know, those type of things. 
uh, ensuring that my potholes are closed on, on, on my street. It's all about home. So municipal elections are exclusively elections that will take place within our neighborhoods. So therefore, neighborhoods are not anywhere overseas. They're here in South Africa, not beyond our borders. Online voting? Online voting, we, we, we did a, a study some three or four years ago. The, 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 the response then, we took political parties and experts and some of the international studies on countries that are already implementing uh, online voting. Then South Africans, then political parties were saying, you know what, let, let's do slow release. If you can check, for the first time in, 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 in South African electoral democracy, we introduced what is called online voter registration. Voting not yet today will take a slow release and ensure that bit by bit we bring all the technology. Not for these elections. I'm not sure about the 2024 ones. We're still doing slow release when it comes to online voting. Let's take some more calls. Final round. Colin in Cape Town and Agnes in Centurion. Colin first. Good evening, Zengeza and your guest there. Zengeza, two questions. Um, The 30th of this month, special votes. People have come to your home. Mm. Disabled people and things. I mean, who cannot vote, go to the polling station. Number one, I would like to ask your guest. They don't know what party you're going to vote for. How does one identify them that they are from the voting? Will there be an IEC person there? Now, all right, you take a person for argument's sake that's blind. He can't see. Now, I'm talking to three, four people, and they tell me to put this in there and put that in there. How safe is that? And together, the other one is... Um, I've heard over the years, so many times, that they find ballot boxes with voting papers in, lying along a road or in a bush or something like that. How safe is that with the modern technology today? I would like your, your guest to explain, will that occur again, or is that something of the past? Thank you, Sir Much appreciated. Thank you so much for your questions. They call and I've jotted them down. Agnes, good evening. Thank you for calling us for the first time. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, ma'am. I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Go for it. My question is with regards to voting on the first. I'm flying to UK, so the flight was supposed to leave on the first. But the cheapest one I got was for the 31st. So I'm registered. I want to vote, but I'm going to miss it because um, I missed the special vote registration, which closed on the 4th. So when I went to the, re- to the website, they said it's late. So what do I do? Because I really want to vote. I've got proof that I'm traveling. What must I do? Fantastic. Agnes is traveling. I imagine you are traveling on the 30th. There's no 31st on November. But much appreciate for the question. Respond to that, please, Sis Kate. Um, Agnes's dilemma. Yeah, and Agnes's dilemma is very unfortunate. If she has not applied for special voting and she's not able to vote in her a voting station where she's registered, she's definitely going to miss uh, these elections very because well. there's no other provision in law that will allow her to vote outside of the process of special voting. Well, 
It's that simple there, Kate. I mean, sorry, Agnes, yeah. you've, you stay and vote and miss your flight or you get your flight and don't vote in the given context. Not that it will always be like that. Colin asks a very important, in fact, two very important questions. And the reason why I say the second one is important because, I mean, with social media abound, we are dealing with reality and fake news. And the last time I do remember the incident that he was referring to where there were ballot papers sort of lying sprawn in an area that was clearly not designated as an IEC centre. And the question is, how do we now differentiate and trust the systems that are in place are not going to be feeding us those images or those images will not be feeding in our social media spaces so as to take away the credibility of the election? Perhaps you might want to respond to that first before we get into the second part, which was this first. Yeah, let, let's look at um, the all our, um, especially your ballot papers and the pens and the stamps that are used in a voting station that are called security material. When I, let me just pull back and focus only on ballot papers. Ballot papers have got a um, high, high level, you know, I'm using that loosely, but basically they've got heavy security features. Let's say... Um, you know, Sonja said, other thing that also in, in elections is that election, elections are the biggest logistical exercise in our country. Mm. Sometimes, uh, without anyone planning, there's, there's a term called accident. Without anyone planning, someone uh, is, is driving, everything is under control, and then they have an accident. Those are things that we cannot plan for. Mm-hmm. But what we do in those situations is that that batch, because when, when someone picks up material, Already there's a tracker that's tracking those ballot papers. In the event that uh, a a transport gets exposed or is involved in a car accident, those ballot papers are immediately quarantined and they'll never be used in any voting station. Then a new batch will replace them to ensure that the ballot papers that are going into a voting station can be accounted for by auditors when they do the accounting, but also as an organization, we are able to, to uh, when we roll back, we can tally them and say these ballot papers are the ballot papers that were, that were printed and are exactly in terms of security features, everything is under control. So that when it comes to our material, we are very pedantic, we are very sure. difficult, we are very impossible. So, yes. so I'm thinking that Africans, we, when, when sometimes when you do, when you, I, I remember, and the scenes are very, very, they're not because of social media. It it's a lot of things. You'll find that it's one or two or three incidences. And when that happens, immediately there's a within every voting station, there's groups of people that are taking care of our voting stations within the ward. The the supervisors, there are a whole lot of uh, 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 people that are ensuring that our voting stations are secured where they need material, where there's a problem and someone has to do certain things. There are people on the ground available to take immediate decisions. They've been delegated by, by uh, we get uh, that. Board. We get that. Let's yeah, move yeah, on. Let's yeah, move on. Yeah, Let's yeah, answer the question yeah, exactly. around the voter at home who has no way, for instance, to use Colin's example of somebody who is blind and let's also just say the person stays alone or stays with a helper who doesn't really understand these matters. How does one who is voting at home authenticate that whoever presents as an IEC official is in fact an IEC official, one, and two, once one has voted, how is that vote secure to be counted among the many in the traditional ballots? When you go to special voting, um, it's not only the IEC that, that conducts special voting. They've got political parties. They, um, um, they'll, they'll, they'll go with our, with our officials because the reason why you've got political parties is to ensure that 
the voting process is as transparent as possible, but also to ensure that there's nothing that will put the voter in a disadvantage. When our officials reach a home, they'll introduce themselves together with, with political parties. Once the voters identified themselves that they've received uh, uh, the, the special vote approval for special vote and they show the ID that this is who they are and that they are confirmed by all the stakeholders, which will, this will be our, our officials as well as political parties that will be there to observe the process. Once that, that happens, then the voter has a choice of saying, they'll remain only with electoral officials uh, to ensure that, because remember, your vote is your secret, so you protect that. So in special voting, there are two envelopes, as long as the one with the voter, where the voter has got the details, and then they mark the ballot in a secret way so that also they're given space to make their choice. And then from them, they put their ballot inside the marked envelope. And then the, from the marked envelope, there's an unmarked envelope, the bigger one, where the marked envelope goes inside. And those envelopes will only be opened when the ballot papers of that um, a province are done, uh, are tallied with the rest of the of the ballot papers, so that you don't have a situation. Yeah, so that so there's a protective process across our whole system. I've got you. I've got a couple of questions. Thank one you. is yep. a voice note, and one is a message that I just quickly want to read, please. This is from Munedi in Dawung, who says, "Previous national election, we had load shedding, and we had to use cell phones to calculate votes, and to me, it didn't look fair." Ask your guest that should we expect another load shedding or not? Very fair question. Load shedding is very much a feature of our present times. Here is another matter. It is now a voice note. Ngezo is Lazarus Mutimba from Emalacheni. I want to find out what does the IEC do to assist blind persons or persons with visual impairments to vote because the assumption in most of the cases is that all visually impaired persons or blind people can use braille but there are so many visually impaired persons who do not use braille how can they vote good thank question. you very good question final comments from uses kate blind persons and load shedding load shedding uh that during the days of uh, voting uh, right up to counting they'll do everything within their power to ensure that uh, we do not experience low shedding but also as an organization we've made um we've made plans in the event that that happens where voting stations have been provided with um lamps you know those lights that you can immediately switch on in the event that uh, low shedding happens that has been taken care of in terms of our voting stations issues of um the, the blind we've got what you call universal ballot template this is a template so when you come into a voting stations it's specifically designed for people who put a uh, poor sight or people who are blind then the template when they put uh, every voting station has got what you call that template it's if you put in the ballot paper then it, you can feel with because people are blind then they don't know how to use it you'll feel your ballot paper that you know where to mark uh, for your for your preferred political party or independent candidate so that has been provided for in our voting station but also the, 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 the blind sector or the sector of people who are, who, are, who, are not, who are not cited have been in engagement with the Electoral Commission to ensure that we provide enough training, then train the sector to ensure that everybody understands what they can do and what they should do 
when they go to the voting station. Fantastic. So, Kate, let's leave it there. I don't yeah. want to exhaust my time with you. I'm sure we will yeah. secure another 10 minutes of your time yeah. on November 1 at this very slot so that we can just get a live update and account as to what is happening at The Rock. So let's leave you to it. You should be tired. You probably are tired because yes, you've I been am. up for a long time and there's no promise of sleep anytime soon. The time yeah. is 2045. Ms. Kate Babella, National Spokesperson for the IEC, has just been with us. Some figures for your indulgence. 26.2 million eligible voters. 10,461 positions are available in 257 different municipal councils made up of eight metros, 44 district councils, and 205 local councils. Of those 10,461 councillors who will be elected, there are 95,427 candidates vying. So you've got a 1 in 9 chance if you are contesting the election. And there are some 4,468 wards the country over. Some figures... All you have to do, the most important one is go and put your X. And I'm talking to you as one of 26.2 million voters. It was a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for that, Sis Kate. Certainly we'll call you on Monday. After the break, we're talking to of and about teachers.